Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's Paul White Ministries, our audio podcast, the daily version. We like to call the Deeper Daily. And then there's two full-length versions, one on Sunday and one on Wednesday. I say that because today is Wednesday, and that means there's a full-length drop. There was supposed to be last week. Uh, I got sick last week on Tuesday um, had a had a bit of an inner ear infection that led to some pretty severe vertigo. I had a rough Tuesday. Everything was better by Wednesday, um, but that meant we missed the Tuesday evening. So if you were looking for the start of the book of Ruth, it got pushed one week. Last week I posted a little video called Ruth Homework, and I gave you about six minutes worth of things to read and think about and look at in regards to Ruth. If you've yet to do that, go check that out. That'll get you ready for the one that posts today, and that will be called Ruth Introduction. And this is where we start our intro to the book of Ruth. It's a short video, longer than last week, but not as long as normal, because we also did a second video on that evening of Second Word that we'll be holding for a Sunday. So uh, everything got pushed one week, so apologies, but uh, that's just kind of the way it goes, and we do this, I do this about a week out ahead of you, and so most of the time I'm making a prediction about what <laughs> what we preached or taught because I know what I plan on doing, but the best laid plans don't always work out. So should be up today called Ruth Introduction, and we're ready to get rolling after Labor Day on week to week of walking through the little book of Ruth. Tomorrow, of course, is the essay edition. We're going to do an essay on Barabbas, who he was, and what this story means relevant to the death of Christ and what it could mean in our lives as well. But to get us to that essay point, I want to read out the rest of the Barabbas story. We stopped at verse 11 yesterday. The chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. And then verse 12, Pilate answered and said to them again, What then do you want me to do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, Crucify him. Notice he says, Whom you call the king of the Jews. He's already asked Jesus. Jesus doesn't call himself that. Pilate's certainly not going to call him that. They cry out, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified. Let's talk crucify. Pilate seems stunned that the crowd wants them to crucify Jesus. Why they would want Barabbas released, a murderer, is beyond him, but then why they would want him to crucify Jesus, to him just seems absolute extreme. Crucifixion does not actually originate with the Romans. It originates with the Persians, but it was adopted by the Romans, and one could say in a sort of a macabre way, perfected by the Romans. A cruel, shame-filled form of capital punishment. I say shame-filled because they crucified in public, and they crucified in the nude. And so they They made your death a public embarrassment. That was part of the the death of crucifixion was to be a shameful death. It was also shameful because it was used almost primarily against rebellious slaves and against insurrectionists. This is why when Rome 
storms Jerusalem in the spring of A.D. 70, and then by the end of the summer finally conquers Jerusalem, the historian Josephus claims that over a million Jews were crucified on crosses. He says so many crosses there were no more trees. Now, he could be hyperbolic, but in any case, the fact that Romans were crucifying Jews meant that they were seeing them as insurrectionists. Well, the actual art of crucifixion, and an art it was, as, as gross as that sounds, it was an art. It, it had to be done a certain way. Metal spikes driven through the hands. Um, some archaeological evidence has found that maybe the wrists, possibly too because the Greek word used for hands encapsulates everything from the wrist down to the fingers. And then they would also run a spike through the heel of the victim. The pain alone would be almost immeasurable, but then, of course, the victim is hanging by their own hands or wrists, the weight of their body, pulling them downward. Of course, they have to pull themselves back up to breathe. Asphyxiation was usually the cause of death more than the bleeding because the legs could no longer lift the body to help them breathe, and so the the individual would asphyxiate while hanging. Um, It usually took a while, though. Jesus' death has famously been considered very quick by terms of crucifixion because it often took days because of the injuries, uh, hunger, dehydration, exposure. Um, the, The wild birds would come and sit on the cross beams and peck at the bodies sometimes before they were even dead. Uh, these, <clears throat> I, 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 you've seen movies, you've 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 watched television shows because of video and the arts. We probably have a better grip on the the grossness of this than most generations past, but we might not have any better of a understanding of the psychological effects of actually watching this because people went to these events. Um, Paul would note in Galatians that the crucifixion of Jesus brought him under the curse of God. What we know Paul meant was that Christ was made to be a curse so that we could be redeemed from the curse. But in the eyes, I I told you a moment ago about the psychology of watching someone die on the cross. The psychology of watching someone die on the cross for having blasphemed God would have been hard for us to comprehend because to do that um, would mean that God was fighting against him. Of course, Paul reframes that in his little letter to the Galatians. That final phrase in verse 15, after he had scourged him, he sent him to be crucified. This is the Roman custom of flogging that they always did to precede crucifixion. It was to give them a good beating and get the bleeding started before they went on to the cross. Tomorrow, essay edition about Barabbas. You can also get it online at paulwhiteministries.com. We'll see you here tomorrow. God bless.